I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. In this week's episode, I sit down with May Lin, the Dallas blogger and founder of Deep Fried Fit and the Dallas Fitness Ambassadors. At the time of the recording, May Lin had just left her job in corporate America to really dive into her blog and the fitness space full time. And so we talk about what finally boosted that jump over, as well as how she's handling this change of scenery and work atmosphere to get the most out of her day. There's a lot of gold in this week's episode as we talk about productivity, pursuing your dream and leaving a corporate job to pursue your dream job, and how to have fun and build a career doing it. So I'll stop rambling and let's welcome in May Lynn. I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So you are a blogger with Dallas Fitness Ambassadors. You're the blogger and the mind behind Deep Fried Fit, which I absolutely love. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your sites, kind of just give everyone a quick overview of who you are. Sure. Um, I am based in Dallas, uh, born and raised here. Deep Fried Fit is my personal blog. It's about food and fitness. My slogan is, I work out to eat, which I think is super relatable. So I combine my loves for food and for fitness into um, that platform. Dallas Fitness Ambassadors, on the other hand, is more of a network uh, of other bloggers that I have brought together um, to really pioneer the fitness industry here in Dallas. Nice, nice. And so you've been doing both for how long now? Deep Fried Fit, I started about three years ago. It was just something I did on a whim as a creative outlet. I was working at a job and I just needed something a little bit more. Uh, my background's in journalism, I love to write. So it was just a, a great way for me to just catalog or record you know, my, my daily adventures when I would go to restaurants or different studios or doing different workouts. Um, and you know, along the way, I just wanted more friends, I guess you could say, more fitness friends that wanted to work out with me and enjoy the same thing that I did. And so then I decided to create Dallas Fitness Ambassadors. And when I first started that, I think I only knew of maybe a handful of other fitness bloggers. But fast forward a year, we haven't even reached our one year anniversary yet, but fast forward a year and there are about 50 members in that group. That's awesome. And so how does Dallas Fitness Ambassadors really kind of serve their communities? And how are they all connected together other than kind of proximity? So the beauty of the group is that it's a network. So first and foremost, it's a community just for fitness bloggers or bloggers with like a wellness segment on their blog. Um, it gives us an opportunity to meet each other online and then once again in person, we host a bunch of events, but it's a great place to share you know, tips and tricks on how to blog, on the ins and outs of what you should and shouldn't do. Um, because it can be kind of lonely if you just isolate yourself behind a computer versus getting out there and meeting your fellow blogger folks. Uh, another way we support other, I guess, businesses is connecting with brands and local fitness businesses here in Dallas. 
um, because they're also having the same mission, right? Like they want to get fitness out there. They want people to know about them and incorporate fitness into their lifestyle. So what better way than to find an ambassador who is all about fitness to talk about like their services or their brands or um, their products uh, in a way that's authentic and genuine to them. I love that. I love that. So how does, for instance, someone listening, how do they apply to be part of Dallas Fitness Ambassadors? Well, first you have to be a blogger. Um, It's definitely an exclusive network just for bloggers just because we want to keep things very neutral. Um, But for anyone else that's just a fitness enthusiast, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. We're constantly sharing events and news, not just from the bloggers or from Dallas Fitness Ambassadors, but from every single studio and business out there in Dallas that's hosting something, right? Like Dallas is in no way lacking in the event space. Like everyone's always doing some sort of fitness event, workout event. There's just so much going on. And we aggregate that information and put it in one place for people who are passionate and curious and want to try something new with their friends to just go and be like, hey, I just saw this event going on on Dallas Fitness Ambassadors. Let's go there. Um, have some fun with it. That's awesome. And one of the, the ways we connected was actually through the Dallas Fitness Ambassadors and, and your involvement here uh, in the Dallas community. But what I really love is Deep Fried Fit. I mean, it's it's a very real blog. You're very authentic. You allow yourself to kind of eat and have the sweets and snacks, and, and you're still healthy and active. And obviously, as anyone that knows me and my love of donuts, uh, that is right like in my wheelhouse. And so I want to know, it was kind of your creative outlet, but has the food and fitness kind of always been part of your life? Or what kind of pushed you to start writing and using that direction as a creative outlet? Sure. So... I've always been a foodie. Um, Growing up, all my friends would always come to me and ask me, hey, where are the best brunch places? Where are the best restaurants for this? Where can I go find, you know, the best fried chicken, which, by the way, is my favorite food. (laughs) Uh, You know, but with that as, you know, a part of, like, who I am, just, like, loving to explore and getting to know Dallas better and seeing, like, the restaurant industry just become even more sophisticated and having more creative things move here, I also know that, my metabolism isn't going to stay the same, right? Like everyone's metabolism changes, especially like after college. And, you know, you go to more, you know, uh, you're sitting at the desk more often um, and not being as active as you were when you were younger. I can see that transformation in myself and wanted to continue to be able to be healthy and enjoy the things that I liked uh, without the repercussions of just eating fried chicken every day, even though that would totally be my dream. (laughs) Um, But when I started the blog, I... I didn't have a clear idea of what I wanted it to be. I knew how to focus on food and on fitness. At the time, I just went to the gym, and you would see posts about my walks on Haiti Trail, but that wasn't exactly um, true fitness in a sense. I didn't know what I was doing. I was one of those girls that would go to the gym and like do cardio and abs and call that a workout. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been an interesting journey learning for myself, like what works for me, what's efficient, what um, will help me, you know, continue on that fitness journey and become better and feel better about myself and essentially hopefully look better too. (laughs) How did, so uh, along those same lines, the fitness journey help, like that's a lot of very personal things for, for a lot of people. It's a lot of content and just really experiences that not a lot of people write about for fear of not knowing what they're doing, for fear of other people looking at them differently. How did you kind of 
eliminate that fear of putting yourself out there or, or more importantly, I should say, how did you set a, a goal or, or just a focus of what you were doing was more important than kind of the fear of, of that negativity in those voices? I think my approach was more about that first person, first time experience. Um, Cause we are, no one's an expert, right? Like I don't go out and proclaim myself to be a food critic. Um, when I go to a restaurant, I, I wouldn't say I'm so sophisticated to have like this amazing palette. I can break down all the flavors. It, for me, it's just, this is good. This is great. This is okay. I would totally come back. And I think that's really relatable to a lot of people who just want to enjoy an experience versus like, okay, there was too much salt here and like nitpick at different things. And I think people can appreciate just like the simplified version of it. Like, would I come back? Yes. Would I not come back? You know, those are the questions that they want answers to. Same thing with fitness. Like I would review a lot of studios and I think it's really intimidating to get out there and try something new, especially by yourself um, without knowing what to expect. That's why we use the internet. That's why we use Yelp to kind of scope out different places before we go. There wasn't a, a market for that at the time. And I think anyone can appreciate, all right, I need to go early because there's no parking or I need to bring special socks because I would never have known that if someone had to tell me um, or I need to take, you know, so, uh, some, fundament, some fundamental classes for CrossFit before I even jump into that. Like those little tidbits are things that first timers don't know and would appreciate knowing before trying something else. And I definitely don't have the persona to go out there and say that I'm a super fit six pack type person. Like this is just my life. I like to eat and I like to work out. And it's not about being perfect. It's just about balance and enjoying my life in a way that I'm happier, um, you know, just with myself and like with the things that I'm doing. I love that. One of the exciting things that I, I wanted to talk to you about is your recent jump uh, from corporate to full time deep fry fit, full time DFA. And, you know, the one thing that excites me about that is we have a lot of people within kind of the greater compete compete community that when they talk they want to hear stories of people that have kind of made that transition because for some people that's a goal others there aren't but they they look and they always want to know well how did you do that how does how does someone make that leap how did you make that leap what finally kind of inspired you after three years of blogging after almost a year of, of working to grow the DFA network inspired you to jump and make that leap to say, I want to do this full time. I'm ready to jump in the deep end. I think it was a, a series of different events. It was me taking on so much at the same time that I had to ask myself, how long can you keep going before you burn out? So, you know, in addition to a corporate job that had me wearing a ton of different hats and doing a ton of different things, I was also doing the blog and then DFA, and I also uh, contract with another company as well. So I was doing a ton of things. At the same time, I'm trying to have a social life, trying to see my family, trying to see my boyfriend, all that stuff, right? Like it just gets impossible um, if you just don't balance it out really well. I think when I founded DFA about a year ago, that question started to sit in the back of my mind. Um, when are you go? something has to give, and which one is it gonna be? So after a year of seeing it grow faster than I've been able to really keep up with it, I just, my heart was just like, hey, this is not, you know, corporate isn't where you you want to be. You want to invest your energy and your passion and your time into something that you think is much bigger than you. And eventually, I think 
I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm in a really good place right now. Why not? I kept asking myself what would happen. Um, running through those questions like, oh, you know, you don't want to end up just becoming a Pokemon master whenever you quit your job. So <laughs> you want to make sure that you're, you're set. And I think I'm in a really good place. I have a great support system. And um, of course, you know, I saved quite a bit to make sure that I can transition really well and focus on getting DFA off the ground and into something that's much larger. So having that in the back of my mind and support of friends and family has been astounding. It's amazing to have that, have that backing, and it gives me the confidence to just kind of explore and see where this goes. Um, if something were to happen and it just doesn't work out, I will know. That's an experience that I look forward to. I don't want to sit at a desk all day thinking to myself, what if, what if. It's a great approach. It's always better to add, uh, to, to look back and say, well, it was fun while it lasted than what if you never do it. Uh, so along those lines, you talked about just kind of having too much. Your bandwidth, you had really no bandwidth between everything that was going on. Now you switch to where you're really in charge of your own schedule. You set it, you get to say yes, you get to say no to most everything that you do now. What daily habits have you created or, or really have you used from when you were working corporate life to now or, or maybe some new ones that you're creating now that really help you get after the day uh, versus kind of letting everything come to you and then that's when we lose control and a day becomes chaos? So I would say this one's a daily habit, but definitely one that I would recommend to a lot of people is learning the power of saying no. So time is limited, you know, it's valuable, it's not something that you can get back. So I learning how to prioritize and find out, or like, I guess, you know, prioritize, prioritize and see what is worth your time um, and making sure that you don't just give it away. I, I heard from a friend of mine, she said it best, some of the most generous people have really great boundaries. And for a time, I remember burning myself out by saying yes to every single call, every single request to get coffee, every single request to meet up. And at the end of the day, thinking, what did I get done today? I didn't get anything done today. Um, you know, being able to control my schedule and just kind of limit that definitely helps me attack the more um, high priority things that will get me a lot further in the process. Uh, that's definitely one big one. Another one is with my daily tasks, in the mornings, I turn off like email. I don't really look at social media, at least for the first like hour or so, just so I can get the day started on a, on a better, more calm note versus being stressed out um, based on the agendas of other people. So I do that. <laughs> and the last one is a task list or a checklist. Um, I usually map out like the things that I want to get accomplished that day and try to go for like the um, the bigger the bigger pieces versus like the smaller little more menial task. And at the end of the day, seeing hey, I checked off five things or ten things or fifteen things, and looking back and feeling like I accomplished something definitely helps me get set up and prepared again for the next day. I love that. So, does that schedule change any with your travel? So, for instance, I travel a lot as well. I feel like my schedule kind of gets off whack sometimes. I got back in town on two, Monday night of this week, and I've always felt like I've been a day behind already. So today we're recording this. It's Wednesday. Uh, I've thought all day it's Tuesday and, and definitely is not. Do you have 
tips or tricks that differ when you're on the road? Um, or do you just try to stay fluid in that time? Try to stick to the schedule when you can. And then when you're back, uh, kind of buckle down again. Um, I would say I would try to stay fluid, but like the thing with trips, especially if it's more for pleasure, I, I want to take that break for myself because I do need to recharge. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I will always feel behind it. I think that's just kind of the nature of the game, right? Like there's always so much more to do. And even though I have more time, technically, I still feel like I don't have enough time. I um, mean, I just think that's just the way um, entrepreneurs and workaholics are. <laughs> um, but I think having um a couple you know minutes every day to just like check email when you need to and just kind of hit the priority things when you can is great i like setting it out of office um that way people don't feel neglected i also use um this new plugin i just discovered called boomerang so oh yeah when i'm typing out emails they're not being sent at two or three o'clock in the morning because like i can work i have like my creative spurts like early in the mornings or in the middle of the night and i don't want people that. <laughs> yes, let, let them believe that you really have that set window. Um, my wife laughs that I never shut my brain off and like we could be walking out of a movie or something at 11 at night and I'm like writing down ideas on my phone and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just making notes for tomorrow morning. So... What is one, so now that you are an entrepreneur, congratulations, and, and especially out on your own, what is one goal you are excited about this year? You've got September, October, November, December. This will air early September, so you still have all four months left of 2016. What are you excited most about? I am excited to go back to basics with Dallas Fitness Ambassadors and really um, flush out some of the, the foundation of the things that I've already set up. So, you know, we, in addition to our network um, and, and working closely with bloggers, I want to make that, I want to get more feedback from them and see how I can make the experience much better for them as far as being part of the group. Um, and then other things, too, we, we work on events. We do a lot of events, and I want to make sure that is also, the process of that is more seamless, that the partners that we have are happy, that the guests that come are happy. We just want to make sure that that's all, all like set and good before I move on to the next task of building out um, more brand relationships. So I think my focus is just to get to buckle down and laser in on those things and, and improve them as much as I can before I try to iterate and innovate on what DFA is. Um, I have a habit of just big dreams that kind of go all over the place and I just want to reel myself back in and make sure that I don't get off track um, and go down a path that may end up not you know, working out. I like that. I like that. I, I'm excited to see DFA continues to grow because it's been fun just getting to know you and, and really seeing it uh, from a new angle the last few months. So I, I'm excited for you. How can anyone listening check you out, check Deep Fried Fit, DFA? We'll have people listening really from all over the U.S., really all over the world perhaps. And so how can they find out more about you and just some of this awesome stuff you're talking about? Well, we're de I'm definitely most active on Instagram, so you can find us at Dallas Fitness Ambassadors or my personal blog at Deep Fried Fit. My email are on there, so if anybody has questions or wants to reach out or, or anything, you know, just hit me up. I'm always available. That is fantastic. May Lynn, thank you so incredibly much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jake.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. To contact the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. To find resources and valuable content that'll help you better compete for your life, be sure to visit betterthanyesterdaypodcast.com. We're excited to have you part of the community and we're excited to see you again next episode.